0: I am super excited to announce that we now have a formal partnership with the prospect wizard. And when I say wizard, I mean, wizard, obviously you have a website. This allows you to convert your website traffic visitors directly into leads. It's not just another chatbot, and it's not AI, but it allows a visitor to call text or leave a voicemail immediately goes to you, your sales team, or anyone else in the club instantly. MIT shows a study that if you contact the lead within 10 minutes, chance of them converting goes up nine times that of the average. We got the Atlanta clubs on it, Vita Fitness, Gold's Gym, Mountainside, City Fitness, Philly, College Park. Become one of the next Halo companies to deploy the wizard. It's easy to use. Go to the prospectwizard.com, get a free 30-day trial. Talk to my boy, Dave gallon He will get you all set up and let the leads flow based on The Wizard. Go get them. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of bringing an industry veteran, Will Coker. We're going to talk about recruiting. We're going to talk about staffing up the industry. We're going to be talking about unit economics and what people should be doing to optimize their clubs. Will, welcome to your first Halo Talks. Awesome. Yeah, thank you, Pete. Thanks for having me. Great. So, um, you know, as I said, post pandemic, many times, it's been the biggest hiring need since the industrial revolution in this country. Uh, talk about how you kind of have seen the opportunity, what kind of solution and strategy you have for solving it and making sure we've got the right people in the right places to make sure people get the results that they want in the halo sector.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, You know, with fiber, it it kind of started. The concept of it started a couple of years ago with my my co-founders. I had been in club operations for you know now you know twenty four years, and my co-founders very often were sitting on advisory councils and boards of various companies and so on and so forth. So they would often come to me as kind of the operator, this you know quasi staffing guy. And as you might imagine, uh, they were constantly being asked questions from boards and advisory groups and so on and so forth on both ends of the spectrum, right? How, you know, hey, we've got this set of health clubs and guess what their number one challenge is? Big shocker, right? Staffing. And then on the other side, they're working with an educational organization, right? That hears this from the operators and they're like, hey, you know, how do we go about doing job placement, career placement for our students, right? And and so, this gap has existed for the 24 years that I've been in the industry, right? So, after kind of fielding those questions for several years, I finally said to uh, those very wise gentlemen, hey, you know, there is a way to actually fix this if you guys would just like to fix it for the entire industry. So, you know, Pete, we uh, if, you know, if you asked me 22 years ago as a general manager of one health club in my first organization, what my number one challenge is, uh, I would have said I need more instructors. I need more personal trainers. I need someone to open the club in the morning. Right. If you ask a general manager today after us having spent millions and millions of dollars with various job placement companies out there, the answer is still the same. Right. So the reality is that I would even say it's worse right? And we can talk a little bit about today on on why that may be. So, you know, as we often share with our employer partners that we support, uh, we share with fitness professionals out there that are well-intentioned and they really, really want to work in the industry. They just don't know how or where other than doing a random internet search or applying for things on the internet that people never call them back when they apply, right? Gets lost in the ethos, Um, We don't have a talent issue as an industry. Sure, you know, generationally the talent changes, it evolves, right? Which is great. Um, But we don't have a talent problem. What we have is a recruiting problem. And then once we do recruit them, what we deal with every single day is we aren't always the best at actually
0: getting them hired. When you take a look at operators, They usually kind of brag to me about how much they pay, you know, their group exercise instructors and it's usually a low number per class. Yet that group X instructor probably influences or has control over maybe a couple hundred members. Uh, Personal trainers, I would say, if there's connectivity between a member and a personal trainer, that is a hard relationship to break. So when you think about the member base having personal relationships, you know, that's usually a good thing where as clubs kind of look at, A lot of their labor and they still think of it as as an expense and not as an investment in my revenue or my recurring revenue how have you been able to either change the narrative or let people know that this is actually a human uh advantage versus you know whether it's apps or whether it's a peloton or whether it's you know other technologies that are trying to take away that eft you know this is actually like the biggest asset you have and embrace it and treat them like a professional athlete instead of a, a an expense on your, on your, uh, your P and L. How does that, has that changed at all? Do you feel like we're making progress? Um, I think, well, you know, I think the,
1: the thing that more operators need to, you know, realize and some have evolved and some have not and those who have not, are especially having a significant connection problem, attraction problem with Gen Zs, right? Um, And um, so, you know, in in the portion of, you know, kind of halo that deals with, you know, apps and app-based things and technology and so on and so forth, you know, sure. You know, those things are, you know, most certainly about stuff, right? I mean, they're about the stuff that you offer. The you know the thing right for our brick and mortar operators and like I said there, I would even say there's a select few who really now there's quite a few on LinkedIn that say they do right in in their posts. and you know where you know we're we're all about people and it's people 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 right but there what what I've found is there's only a select few that that reigns true in their decision-making, right? So I, you know, if someone were to ever ask me, why did I have, and I most certainly had my failures and I had my struggles, but I had a great deal of success in brick and mortar operations, right? And and I I would say, number one, why was that? Is because, you know, the thing you have to realize in brick and mortar is that your people are your product. They are the only standalone product you have, right? right. So, meaning, um, you know, uh, in, and I saw this again and again with friends and colleagues that would struggle with, you know, competition and so on and so forth. It was because they were focused on the stuff, right? My product is the building. My product is what type of treadmills I carry. My br- And that is not the product in, in brick and mortar, meaning there is nothing in there that's trademarked, okay? Your competition can move in across the street, they can get the same square footage, they can buy the same equipment, they can paint the walls the same color, then they undercut your price, and now what you're gonna do, right? Your product, your differentiator, is the quality, first, the first right quantity, and secondly, the best quality of people. So to your question, Pete, why do people come to group fitness classes? Can they find that same format? In numerous other places, yes, they can. They come to that class because of that instructor. They come to that personal training session because of that personal trainer. They can most certainly get that same thing in numerous places, but they can only get that trainer at your club, right? So I've found our business to be pretty simple, right? Is that we find... Hire, train, develop, serve those people so they can go serve more people. And as everyone kind of knows in customer service, you know, they're going to tend to treat our customers the way they feel treated by us, right? So there is a big difference in brick and mortar between doing it with your people versus doing it at your
0: people. This is Pete Moore. I want to let you in on a little secret. There's this company called Promotion Vault. And what they do is they give out rewards from retailers that allow you to incentivize your members without having to do zero down and one month free or giving away shakes or giving away t-shirts. What you want to do is build a rewards program that lasts, that people value, and that doesn't discount your own products and services. So here's the deal. There's something called Rewards Vault. The Rewards Vault is going to allow a member to set up their own profile they are going to answer questions you are going to get those answers you're going to be able to target those members and you're going to reward them inside your club inside your spa and outside of the club and outside of the spa to get them to become loyal to get them to pay their monthly dues and to be rewarded properly for the actions a lot of companies are cutting back on rewards you shouldn't be promotion vault your answer trust me this is real So what are you doing with Fiber that, well, what, what, what's the pitch to a potential operator to partner with you and, and how much do you provide from a staffing and from a recurring staffing standpoint?
1: Yeah, yeah, great question. So, you know, with Fiber, what we've done is we have kind of a, a you know, a triple, you know, a, a three-pronged approach, right? Which, of course, over time, uh, which you know better than most, you know, Pete, we will bring all together for the operators and for the fitness professionals through technology into one, right? But in the immediate term, you know we uh, you know we have an app based community that's targeted very, very much at the independent, fitness professional that's out there, right? Whatever they may term themselves on LinkedIn or on social media, you know, maybe they're Pilates instructor, personal trainer, group fitness instructor, small group, you know, whatever they call themselves, they are an independent fitness professional. And what a lot of the brick and mortar, you know, partners don't realize is what do they know, right? They know I I have a staffing issue. They know that the applicant that they get is different than it used to be, right? Right. Um, they know these things, but they, again, understandably, they're busy, right? They got gyms to run and p ls to hit, and so on and so forth. I get it, right? They don't have time to sit down and really digest or really dissect, should I say, uh, where, why they're recruiting, why the recruiting, why the staffing may be, you know, globally such a challenge. But greater than sixty percent of our industry, what we forget, are not employees, right? They're private; they're doing their own thing. They're paying rent somewhere. They're running a program at a park. They're training in a gym, in, in a garage gym, right? They are the majority of the industry, right? And if you look at Gen Zs, and this is the pain that our, our, our operators are feeling, that Gen Z private fitness professional is the largest growing segment of our industry. So what we have to kind of take a step back and go, well, how's our staffing going to be in five years then? right? What's it going to be like in 10 years, right? So we created the app community, right, where a fitness professional can get resources. Again, Fit bridge that's what Fiber stands for, right? It's bridging all of this stuff that has already existed together for all our good, right? And so the app community is targeted toward that independent fitness professional. That's where we're marketing it. That's the database that that we've built, um, and what does that do? Think LinkedIn 2010, right? Gosh. You probably remember, right? LinkedIn didn't originally start about jobs, right? It started about networking and resources and professionals coming together, and it wasn't until the network grew to a reasonable size that then it really kind of became about jobs, right? So the same sort of approach for our fitness professionals, because right now that private group Most of our operators have no audience with those folks, right? Unless they just happen to wake up on Tuesday and go, you know, I think I'll go be an employee somewhere now. And then they happen to find your LinkedIn post or your Indeed. So that's the reason for the app. And oh, by the way, it also allows our ad apparel gear and education partners to sell stuff at a discount to that community, right? But it also gives those professionals those discounts,
0: so is, is the goal to, to optimize the independent trainer to a point where they can run their own business and also then parlay them into bricks and mortar locations that need staffing and need programming and kind of a matching system? Exactly. Exactly. But you must first gather them, right? It's
1: like fill their dreams, right? If you build it, they'll come. You have to gather them first, right? And give them a reason to be there together and give them things that whether they choose to become an employee one day or they don't, you know, it still makes us stronger as an industry if they have, because, you know, let's face it, a lot of them don't have the resources that a personal trainer that's involved in a very large organization might have, right? Um, And then the back to your original question, Pete, the second part of what we do, really out of demand, right? We've built these databases, so that we can market that app to, and guess what those databases also are? They're pretty good for recruiting, right? Sure. So so we come alongside brick and mortar, but we we have about 30 different brick and mortar partners that we are recruiting on some level for, right? Some it's their entire network, some it's a a troubled market that they need help with, right? Uh, We're covering about 500 or so locations of either, you know, big box, our, our boutique, you know, studios. Um, and uh, we we use those resources of those databases that we built. Um, again, how did we do it? On one side of our industry, like I said, we've never had a staffing, a, a supply issue. That hasn't been the the challenge, right? On one side of our industry, you have all of these educational organizations. I think the last time I counted, there's about 56 accredited certification and qualification organizations, the most common ones, there's more than that, but those are the most common ones uh, that provide education and thus students to our industry every single year, right? If you take a look at just one of those, they will certify 42,000 people this year, okay? So we don't have a supply problem. What we have is on one side of our industry has lived these educational apparel, gear, you know, you know the names, Perform Better, uh, TRX, uh, Power, you know, so on and so forth, right? And then all of your certification organizations, they have all of these people who want to work in fitness. And then on the other side of the, the industry, you have all the operators who need all those people, right? So... What we created the databases for is to create that direct connection, okay? So someone gets a certification, they get a link to Fiverr when they receive their certification, it says, great, congratulations, now let's get you a job, right? Right. Because those students have never had that before, and so what do they do? They do like the rest of us. They go on Indeed, they go on LinkedIn, they start their search, and maybe they would stumble their way if someone follows up with them, right? Uh, they stumble their way into a job. So what we've done is we've created that direct connection. So, uh, and then the third thing, which also, you know, has really just kind of come about um, that we do um, out of need is some consulting, you know? What we found is as we started partnering with some operators on their staffing challenges, uh, one of the things that's really cool about our industry in 2023, and you know this better than anyone, Pete, is we've had all this private equity come into our industry, right? You know, 20 years ago, it was the same like four or five companies, right? Now we've got all of this, you know, this P investment and there's studios popping up everywhere, which is awesome, right? But with that also has come some owners and operators that have never run gyms before, Right. And so what we kind of found is as we started assisting them with staffing, they would often have other questions, right? They're like, "Well, So exactly how do you structure small group trainer compensation? Like, how does that work? And, and why do I need 10 instructors instead of six? Like, why is that, right? So we do a little bit of consulting as well with those operators to kind
0: of help them along. Are you also, you know, there have been ebbs and flows in the industry where people outsource their full personal training to a third party, to a rev share or a hosting fee. Um, Are you guys going to that extent where you're basically like providing like an outsourced full solution or you're not going to that level uh, or, or, you know, service to that point? No, no, you know, everything that we're doing. And like I
1: said, I shared earlier is, you know, uh, you know, uh, the, you know I listened to another talk you did recently with an entrepreneur and and uh and what, one of the things he said resonated with me, right? What's the one thing that you learned in doing this is that development and apps always take longer than you think they will, right? Sure. So yeah. all of what I just described, we are also capturing and building into the app that will over time give the employers the ability to find staff through the app the way we manually do that for them now, right? Like, uh, you know, a back-end login where they can do certain searches and they can search our databases themselves. But that takes a little bit of time, right? And then with a lot of the consulting that we're doing, we're also building little quick hit courses that we can put into the app in the future for the employer, so we don't have to manually do the consulting, right? So that is kind of the world that we will live in. You know, It's basically, we like to say, we serve the people of fitness first. So as an example, what I mean by that, when we're doing recruiting, we are serving the individual, okay? So what we do is we go to the individual and we say, hey, this is free career placement. Let us be your career counselor. We've got this, 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 and this, which one would you like? Right. So by serving that independent fitness professional, we will solve the needs of the owner and operator. Right. So, So that's the space. But as far as, you know, monetizing our own education, monetizing our own programs, like you were saying, we we. have no interest in that. We want to serve the people and the operators and sit in the middle to bring them together so that everybody can succeed. You know, also, so our education partners can sell more certification courses. Our apparel partners can sell more gear. You know, our equipment partners can sell, uh, you know, more equipment.
0: This is Pete Moore. Here's the last tip for you of the podcast. We are partnered up with a company called Higher Dose, higherdose.com. They are the leader in workout recovery products, infrared technology, LED light masks, neck enhancers, and other products such as PEMF mats and sauna blankets. If you have not gotten on the workout recovery train yet, your time and your stop is now. You got to get these products in there before these workout recovery and spas end up Saturating your market, having your members walk out of the club and going into one of their locations for two hundred bucks per month, where they're paying thirty nine to you. Let's become an expert in workout recovery if we are already an authority in workouts. Higher dose, check it out. Is a wholesale code, and we look forward to helping you augment your products and services to meet the demands of your members. And hey, let's get people happy, healthy, and sweating and the recovery should be just as good as the workout. You know, one of the things that I've been thinking about as an analogy post-pandemic is that a lot of health clubs and studios, maybe should start to think of themselves as like the Madison Square Garden uh, or you know the Staples Center before they change it to some crypto name. You know, they're the venue, and I'm basically bringing talent in and let that talent kind of come in and bring in their base, you know, give our users, you know, different type of content. Do you do, Is that something where you see maybe the independent operator, wants to always be an independent operator, just like a, a band is not going to say, you know, maybe some artists say, look, I'll go shack up in Vegas for a year and they can, you know, build a nice little, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, arena for me and, and I'll do 200 nights there or, Hey, I'll go to the city for three months and I'll go to a couple of these clubs and I'll be like the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the, the pull, if you will. Or, you know, we used to have like a sign up that says so-and-so, you know, is at this bar. It, do you see that as maybe becoming a way to meet the needs of a quote unquote, the artist and also the venue? So a great. A
1: great analogy. I, I love it. It is- you know, uh, hopefully I, you know, ho- hopefully I, I answer what you're asking here. Please let me know if I, if I don't. But um, the comparison in our industry that I think uh, it is part of the reason why, you know, co- post-COVID, right, that our operators feel more pain with staffing than, you know, than they they, they ever have. It, it, I don't look COVID accelerated it. It was already headed that way. Um, I think it's more generational and less about COVID, right? So one of the things that our operators, you know, those percentages I shared with you that they're, they're, I mean, it's, it's coming. You're, you're going to have to, uh, you know, adapt to it is, you know, today's employee, primarily Gen Z's who I think, you know, I I actually love surrounding myself with Gen Z's because I think they're wildly resourceful and, um, and, but, you know, they've kind of figured it out, right? They figured out that like, look, um, yeah, uh, because we think about how a lot of operators compensate, right? Trainers, group fitness instructors, you know, it's it's really similar to the way we compensated 20 years ago. It really, has, really hasn't changed a whole lot, right? Sometimes we think growth and change and evolution is because minimum wage went up. That's not evolution, right? That's state law. Right, so <laughs> so what we're what we're really dealing with is that specifically with um, the younger millennials um, and the Gen Zs is they've kind of figured it out, right? They're like, look, I'll be a part of your brand, right? I'll come work at your health club ten hours a week, but I also want to be my own brand, right? I also want to do this thing, and as I piece all that together, that's a pretty good living, right? And a lot of our operators just aren't ready to adapt to that yet, right? And that's the pain. that That's where the disconnect is, right? We still meet them with non capetes We still meet them with, oh, if you don't have full-time availability, we don't want to talk to you. And, right. and I get that. I get that 10 years ago, okay? I don't get that today, right? No, I so that's one of the things that we hope to help the industry with is as we bring that person together and now they have their ability to do that own branding thing that they want to do, right? We can then also connect them with employers where they can also contribute to their brand. But you, you, you make a huge, a great point, Pete. I couldn't agree more. Um, we're going to have to adapt.
0: And then the last question I have for you, what are the top one or two benefits or asks, if you will, uh, on behalf of top trainers or or some of the top recruits that are in your network right now, what, what do they want? If they're going to align inside of a bricks and mortar location? It's a great, a great question. Um, Number one,
1: um, I think it's um, flexibility, right? It's, you know, do I have the ability to be live in person contributing to your member base? But, uh, you know, can I also do some virtual stuff on my own? Um, A lot of what I just described, um, that's uh, uh, something that, uh, and not to say that some of them won't, adapt and change their expectations if that's just not possible. But in their perfect scenario, that's what they're looking for. And the second thing is they, they, don't, they don't present themselves as much as, you know, when I was a club manager and I would interview people, I would say 50% of the time, the questions that they have is, hey, how do I get your job? How, how do I become a district manager? How do I become a regional manager, right? You don't get that as much anymore, right? It's like I said, they've figured out that they can make those kind of earnings through, you know, the gig economy plus brick and mortar, right? Um, so but they because they are often doing entrepreneurial things to your question, what they are looking for is like I said, that flexibility. But secondly, is you know, benefits are huge. Um benefits you know, medical, dental, 401k, those are the types of things that are very hard for them to get in that other, you know, world. So I think for operators that are looking for this talent in in what's going to cause them to at least devote 50 to 75% of their time to my organization,
0: benefits are huge. Gotcha. All right, get on fiber, F-I-B-R for talent for education, for career growth, and also be able to talk to Will Coker. Thanks, buddy, appreciate you being on. Great yeah. tutorial. Yeah, thanks so much, B. Awesome.